Blog Talk Radio. Been involved in the party pretty much ever since then, especially when I 
came back from the military in 1972. When I came back from Vietnam, I was over there. But when I came back in 72, I was started my career in uh, urban and regional planning. And uh, then after that, I went to uh, had owned business for about 25-plus years, selling real estate and buying, selling, and managing real estate in Washington, D.C., and at the same time active in the party. So that's basically my uh, my background. Mr. Scott, let me uh, ask you a question about your friends and your colleagues. Uh, I will imagine that uh, some of your friends are Democrats. Sure. Most, well, I'll tell you the truth. Most, well, quite a few of my um, friends, well, I don't have many friends, but quite a few of my acquaintances are, uh, are Democrat. And, they know my politics, even though I'm a Republican. They know what kind of Republican I am, and unfortunately, the party today does not depict what I consider my Republicanism. My Republicanism was is Booker T. Washington, Frederick Douglass, uh, you know, I would say uh, even Art Fletcher, uh, Ed Brooke, Colin Powell, you know, that type. We we tend to be more. Right of center. I mean, our conservatism, if you want to call it that, is primarily because we want to do things for ourselves more than for the than having the government do it for us. I mean, we, we're Guess conservative from that Scoggins. standpoint. Guess what, Mr. Scoggins? There are millions of black folks who are on the left who mm-hmm. believe in that terminology, doing right. for self. Sure. And uh, uh, I consider myself a progressive, and mm-hmm. uh, I shouldn't say that, but uh, I believe wholeheartedly that we should do for ourselves instead of being dependent on the government. Do you feel that the mm-hmm. government owns black folks anything? Not really. I don't think so. I've heard people talk about reparation and all like that. I really don't think the government owns owes black people anything. And uh, quite frankly, I think the best thing the government owns black people is just not to be interfere with them so much, interfere with us so much, I think. I mean, that's what they probably owe to black people because I keep harking back to my uh, younger days, but when I was in my 20s, mid, when I was in my late teens and many 20s before they had a lot of these government programs, and admittedly for blacks, uh, in terms of segregation, we were more segregated back then and I think that the less government did for us the better quite frankly because the government has come in and to get certain things you got to do certain things and what you have to do to me has not been the best interest of the uh black community do you feel that uh, we're going to get back to that later mm-hmm. on in the show mm-hmm. do you feel that um well do you You should look at the Republican Party as a political vehicle to address certain issues in our communities. I think, here's the way I look at it. I don't think that anybody, whether you're black, white, pink, or green, I don't think anybody should be uh, beholden to one particular party. And I think that's what's happening in the black community. We are our 
everything, our being and everything we look at, it's ter- we think about in terms of the Democratic Party delivering it. And that's not, uh, I mean, that has not been, that's not the case, you know, because when you look at it, we are basically, cons- I don't know whether the viewers realize that or not, but a lot of the uh, politicians, especially Democratic politicians, they re- they view the black community as their insurance policy, you know, as their insurance policy. So when they get, when they have electoral, uh, when they're in electoral trouble, what they do at the last minute, I would say the last few weeks of the campaign, uh, go out to the black community and start talking race and start talking things to get all get us all up in the whip us all up in the frenzy and to get out and vote for them. And then after they get back in office, they flop right back to the same whatever it was, whatever the conditions were. So I really think that we should. I'm not saying everybody should run over to the Republican Party, but I do think that we more of our people should be in the party so that we can do more of a uh, uh, more more negotiating and more bargaining. I think it's just like anything else. You, you, it has to be a pull and put. You know, you have to. It's a give and take situation. You know, but in the black community, there's no such thing as a as either or because they know we're going to vote Democrat. So, so why go with it and do anything? Uh, historically, um, how do you think the Republican Party has interacted with the black community? Well, when you say historically, I would imagine you're probably, since uh, most of the viewers are probably, uh, I would say younger than me, you know, younger than me, I would just say those that, those that are probably mid-50s mid or, or I would say 60 and under, they probably don't remember or don't know the real history of the Republican Party. But I would say the modern Republican Party, I would say from 19, probably from 19... The mid mid seventies on up to now probably hadn't interacted with the black community too much, and there re- there's reasons for that, and that and the reasons is that they don't see the need, at least they haven't in the past seen the need to really woo the black community because they could get in the office without having the black community's uh, support. Um, but but with dem- demographics are moving in such a way that the that the Republican Party is going to have to start finding more votes in other places besides just the, I would say, the more rabid conservative element, which is where it has been, where which is where it has been um, in more recent years. I think that that's why you hear uh, a big effort of talking about um, trying to track the Latino vote. Mm-hmm. And the the black vote is not even mentioned really because they feel that the black vote is so heavily or so wedded to the Democratic Party that it wouldn't be worth the effort to try to woo uh, woo the black community. But I'm I'm not a, not of that opinion. I think you shouldn't you shouldn't give up anybody's vote because you never can tell. You know, you never can tell where your supports comes from in the final analysis. Why do you think that? Since the late 60s, I should say, mm-hmm. right. uh, since the urban riots in America, mm-hmm. I should say the urban war mm-hmm. in America, um, how you think, why you think that the Republican Party has shut its doors on black folks? Besides, well, besides not 
voting for them? Why do you think that there had never been a true, honest outreach, a true, honest thrust to obtain interest from black folks in America? Mm-hmm. Well, depends on what to me it, in a way it really depends on what you call what you call outreach you know to, what i would like to see all politics is local so at the um at the national level you've seen some outreach so to speak you know you know you've seen uh efforts by the by the republican national committee to do certain things even though it's been primarily symbolism but at least they, they've tried to do some things but i think that what their party needs to do is to uh they need to be involved in this more than they, on the local level you know getting involved getting uh, blacks and other minorities involved in the party at the local at the local and state level and uh once that happens then it, it kind of naturally will accrue to the uh on a national level what do you think about president obama excuse me what do you think of President Obama? Well, let me let me say this before I go into it. Um, in night in two thousand eight, I did support uh, the pr- President Obama. I did vote for him, and and because of that vote, I've gotten a, I've gotten the wrath of the of the my local Republicans who pretty much wanted almost if they could they would have kicked me out the party, you know, <laughs> but. Mm. Uh, but that didn't happen, of course. I, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty strong individual, so it probably wouldn't have happened anyway. But, uh, but, to, but to answer your question, what I think of him, I think that a lot of the things that <clears throat> that a pre- President Obama wanted to do, quite frankly, he he has faced a lot of uh, opposition from the Congress, from the Republican Congress, because as you recall, and I'm not, this is no, this is not a. Hello? Oh, could you please call back? We lost your call, uh, uh, Mr. Scoggins. That's 347-989-0180. They press one. Uh, your call was dropped um, uh, by accident. I don't know. This is one perspective. Uh, This is another ideology uh, that some of you may consider or have considered or will consider. Um, Today, the Republican Party has no interest in the conditions of the black community. Well, let me put it this way. That has not demonstrated any interest in the uh, in the in the um in these conditions in the black community. Um I know uh during every time there is a Republican president, the black community has uh uh suffered. You're back on here, Mr. Scott. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm here now. I thought I lost a call. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be...
The list, yeah, you yeah. are now in the host queue. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I wonder if I, I need to I call need back because it's echo, echo now. Uh, hold up, hold up. Let's try this. Okay. Ah, shit. Lost the call again. All right. Um, sorry, we having some technical problems. What have you? Um, interesting that we had some technical problems this morning. Um, again, yes, as I was saying, that uh, uh, the Republican Party has has not demonstrated any interest. Uh, oh, it, it. Mr. Scoggins, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I don't know what happened, but what I was getting ready to say, I know you asked me what did I think about President Obama, but I, I, did you get the part where I said I voted for him in uh, 2008? Yes, yes. Okay. To, to get right to your question, I think that um, – I mean, I, here's the here's the point. I do. There are certain things I think he could have, he probably could have done better. But I'm giving the guy the benefit of the doubt because I do know that when he became president, a lot he had quite a bit of uh, opposition in the Republican Party. You know, and I'm I'm the kind of person that, despite being a Republican, I believe in giving people their due, and I don't want to just be lambasting somebody to be lambasting because I happen to be of a different party. But <clears throat> but that being said, I think that in the second term particularly, I think I would have liked the president to be a little more aggressive in terms of helping to turn some of the terrible uh conditions around in the in the black community. And I think Yeah, that but that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, and he I know that's said what he, that yeah. he was a he was a president for Everyone, not Everybody, just the president or the right. African American community. Right. Also, yeah, but- I watch a lot of C-SPAN. Uh, in the first term, as well as the second term, there were candidates mm-hmm. from your party that actually said the reason why they are running was to get Obama out of the office. Right, or and to that's why I said that's why I- his policy. Well. Well, I said that. Here's the thing. I did say that earlier. I said that maybe that when we got cut off, I was saying that there were many uh, people. I said the same thing. They were they were on the Republican side. Their main goal was to make sure that the president was a one-term president, and they were going to make sure that his policies failed, which I can under, which I could uh, understand why not much got done. But see. President Obama's his signature program or his signature achievement, and I think that was his main achievement, quite frankly, was to make sure that they got the Affordable Care Act. Despite whatever warts and all it included, I think he really wanted to get that out there, and then maybe after it was there, then they could uh, tinker with it and make it make it better. But what I was saying is that in the second term, once the president got reelected, and I'm not really I'm not really criticizing him, but you asked me what did I think about him. Mm-hmm. What I think about him is that I would hoped that in the second term he probably could have uh, 
maybe through executive order or something. But but see, the thing is, people don't know that in the when you're the president of the United States, like you said, you're the president of all the people, and you need the Congress to to uh, to support you. And since we have a majority in the Senate and in the uh, House of Representatives, it's, it's not but so much the guy could do anyway, you know. So, but I think with what he had to deal with, I think he's been fairly good. He's a little more liberal than I am on some of the social issues. I, I happen to be pro-life, and I, I'm not in favor of abortion. But then again, I'm not going to tell people what they should do. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to legislate it. But but I'm, I don't think they should go around just using abortion as maybe a means of uh, birth control. What do you think uh, of Planned Parenthood? Well, I think Planned Parenthood, I think that, uh, I mean, Planned Parenthood is, has gotten to be a political force, political organization like many of them. I think that if a per, if a young lady or a lady needs an abortion, I think that they should not use federal funds for, for uh for the abortion, they could use their federal funds for for mammograms and Pap smears and everything else when it comes to a woman's health. But I don't think the the act of giving the woman or the young lady an abortion should come with federal funds. I think that these organizations they have quite a bit of money and they could easily if the per, if the person unfortunately would need an abortion i don't think because see there's too many loopholes whereby they can use that federal money and that's primarily what they're using it for and and the fact that most of them in uh, a lot of them in the uh, minority communities i don't think that's that bodes well for the organization uh, uh let's get back to okay. you said that when when you was involved in the public well you still are involved in yeah. the Republican party Mm-hmm. Tell me what what is your role uh, on a local level or state level okay. in the Republican Party? Have mm-hmm. you thought of running for office or okay? Well, you support, yeah, well, uh, you one of the behind the scenes people for mm-hmm. candidates like campaign manager. What is your role for right. the Republican Party? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've been um, the, the parties are located and their parties are organized in what they call local units. You know, you have your state party. The state party apparatus in each locale or each county or each city, depending on the makeup of it, they have their own repu- separate Republican parties, and they each are independent of each other. They don't; they are not um, beholden to the any one or the other. But it just so happens the way they're they're structured. You got the state party, your county party, then the city. You know, it goes down like that. And through the years, I've been um, at at one time I was the a um, <clears throat> district chair, you know, I was a, like in a county, like in my particular county, you have eight eight districts in the county. I was a district chair, and then I was a precinct chair, which is underneath the district. Uh-huh. And uh, on the state level in Virginia, we have an organization called the Frederick Douglass Republican Forum of Virginia. I'm the president, I'm the chairman of that group. And then nationally, we have Republicans with Black Empowerment, I'm the president. I'm the uh, president of that, and use and basically what we are, we are a. Uh, we like to look upon ourselves as more of a forum because we our presence is primarily on Facebook, where we have a uh, avenue for people to address various things that we think are pertinent within the uh, within the black community. That's how we. That's how we deal with that. 
And uh, but you answer your question about running for office. The last last year, I did run for uh, board of supervisors in Prince, in Prince William County, but I did not get the Republican nomination. Primarily, one of the main reasons why I think is because while I'm a Republican, the Republican the Republican activists tend to be more conservative than I am. I'm I'm conservative, but I'm not very conservative. And and unfortunately, in the Republican Party, unless you are very conservative, in many instances, you you don't uh, you don't get your party's nomination. And I think that's one of the reasons why we have the Donald Trumps. <laughs> Donald Trump has resonated so well is because the politicians have uh, gotten intimidated by the re- Republican base which tends to be very conservative. So in order to win win elections, the Republican politicians will go, they will tell the base what the base wants to hear. And then when they get in, when they reelected, they find out that they can't do that because you got to work with the Democrats, you know, and the Democrats are not going to, not going to allow them to go off on a deep end, you know, so therefore you get gridlock and nothing happens. Yeah, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you one more question about your um, your involvement and run for office. You said that that reason why you probably didn't win because you didn't get the the nod for the become the Republican candidate because of the conservatism. Was the race had to play a part in it? Did race play a part in it? Do you think? Well, let me let me let me tell you this. It's just like. Um, how should I put it? I can't even think of the word to use. But you could be very direct say, as you say, want on my show. Say it again. You could be very direct as you want oh, on this okay. show. No, what I was what I was getting ready to say is that to, to I mean I'm the kind of person that I mean I'm the type of person that whenever things don't go right, I don't like to immediately say it's race. Because if that was the case, then I would never do anything, you know, because racism is going to always be here with us. But but to be practical about it, I'm sure race probably had something to do with it because when I was running for office and then when they had the election, I was standing there watching people coming in and you saw some you can you can look at people's body language and look at their eyes and sometimes you'd be surprised what you can yeah. see from folks just looking at them. I mean, you, they don't have to tell you anything. You can just look at them and and see and see in Prince William County, we're the largest in in Prince William County, we're the second largest county in the in the uh, state, Fairfax County is the largest county. We have about uh, about almost a half a million people in our county. Fairfax County may have about one or two million, one one point or almost two million people. And Prince William County is the largest majority minority jurisdiction in the state, and we have no person of color on the board of supervisors. And there are hmm. eight there are eight people on the board of supervisors, including the chairman. So we're sort of like, uh, I guess you can say kind of like the firewall, so to speak, for republicanism, because in Prince William County, all the candidates, whoever comes out for statewide office and even the presidential elections, they really have to take Prince William County because they have to win in Prince William County in order to win the office because there, because there's so many Republicans here. And if you can't win in Prince William County, then that bodes poorly for the uh winning the election but getting back to your racism thing i do think race has something to do with it but at this stage of the game for me i don't like to 
uh, argue racism in nauseam because ever since I've been an adult, I've always heard racism, 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 you know, and obviously the, the whoever is practicing racism, they're not going to change, you know, so if they're not going to change, then what, what has to be done is we have to find another mechanism to get to accomplish what needs to be de- dealt with. And it's what just like in the Donald urban Trump. Well, Donald Trump originally uh, at the beginning, I'm going to be candid about it. At the beginning, I saw myself and I was somewhat supporting the guy originally. And the reason why I said originally because by me having a business background and Donald, Donald Trump having a business background, I thought that if he, I thought his campaign was going to be primarily around jobs bringing, you know, creating jobs in the country, bringing the the corporations who had left the show, left the United States and gone abroad, bringing them back, dealing with the, uh, the size of government, you know, limited government. I thought he was mainly going to be a fix-it-type fix it type man, you know. But when he started insulting people and his his uh, very unpresidential temperament, his he's extremely thin-skinned, you know, and uh, ever since he was been in the race and the contest, it seemed like every debate has has gone around. Has been a lot of bickering and a lot of uh, you said this about me and and they they don't like me. You know all that. T- I mean, I just think that we reduce. It's been reduced to to such a poor state that if he's the president, I could see him not really getting much accomplished because he's gonna he's gonna uh, probably piss off everybody that he really needs to deal with because it's all he's sort of like my way or the highway type type of guy, you know, and that's not the way you get things work where uh you can work out things. Yeah, and um if he does become president what do you think the condition of our of the black community will be in? How will it have well, an impact his presidency, how his presidency will have an impact on us, on the black community. Well, it depends on what he, I put it like this, it depends on what he is going to do. So far, I haven't seen, I, I mean, I haven't heard him really say what he's going to do beside the fact that, oh, black people, he said, oh, a lot of black people love me, African Americans and the Latinos, they love me, you know, that type of thing, in order to hear him say that. But see, the problem, what what I fear is that, I fear that he's made his campaign has been his the centerpiece of his campaign, and a lot of the people who are really supporting him are those are the disaffected, are many disaffected, uh, lower income and lower educated white folks who feel that they've been left behind with the changing of America. You know, the browning of America. A lot of mm-hmm. the the majority community feel that they're as they call it, quote unquote, losing the country. You know, so. Donald Trump has has made an he's made an appeal out to that element to say that we're going to take the country back, we're going to make the country great again. You know, so it depends on how you interpret all that. But in terms of the black community, if he if he does what I think he should do, the black community could be uh, could be uh, better off. That's if he gets down to business and try to make government more effective. You know, right now, I mean, I've been involved, like I said, for over 50-some years, and 
quite frankly, the more government gets into stuff, seem like the worse things get, you know. <laughs> and uh Well, I've been well, I've been knowing I've been knowing of Mr. Trump since the early eighties. I know how he became uh a a a business conglomerate, I should say. Oh, I lost him again. That was uh, so um Mr. Trump has never in New York, where I'm from, has never been involved in any of the African American issues in that town. The only time you saw Donald Trump with a black person was a celebrity or was a sports figure or an entertainment figure. But far as working with any activists, black politicians in that state, I had never seen it. And you talking to a guy that used to purchase three newspapers a day, every day. So I never saw Mr. Trump interact with any of of the black community, with the exception of sports figures and celebrities. And like I said, I've been following the man since the early 80s. And I don't know, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know if Mr. Trump will have any type of relationship with the black community, with the exception of a congressman or a senator. I just don't know. I don't see it. Okay, okay, I mean, I've been following the man for 30 years. Okay, well, here's see. the thing. Well, give, let me give you my feeling on it. I think that, of course, he, Donald Trump, I don't think it's a secret that he has a huge ego, you know. And I think that he feeds that ego by being with the with the beautiful and the famous and the glitz and the, all that type of stuff. So he, he, he tends to gravitate towards all that celebrity type those celebrity type personalities, but but I'm hoping now. I'm saying this, hoping I'm just I'm saying all this on the assumption that he becomes president, which I don't. I really don't want him to become president. You know, I don't want to turn the TV on every day and everything is Trump this and Trump that. He said this and this that. I really don't want to hear all that. I want a president who just gets things done. You see, you see the results and don't have to hear from them always getting into a squabble with with somebody about something. You know. But assuming any, assuming he becomes president, I'm hoping that he will be presidential and reach out to a different sector of the community that he hadn't reached out to before. You know, but I don't think it's. I agree. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to happen because I understand that he was even thinking about running for president in 2012. So I would hope that he would have. Um, I would think that if he was planning to run for president all that time, he would have had a chance to figure out that he would need to reach out to a different kinds of constituency. But I, but he's probably going to be the same way that he's done with the with the white community, the ones the disaffected whites, you know, like the very cons- the Tea Party types, the people that are angry about every last little. See, Trump has fed into the anger of the folks instead of the. Uh, Instead of making people feel positive about things and, and inspiring folks, he's just made people more angry, and I think that he will be very bad for the country because I think he's going to be very divisive. He's already been divisive, quite frankly, 
and I think he's going to be more so. And uh, I know what, Mr. Scoggins, it may be uh, stupid what I'm about to say. I think Trump would be good for the black community. It will make us get serious about our situation mm-hmm. and think more wholeheartedly about the things we need to do for ourselves and see that maybe this country don't have our interests best at hand. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe this country can say, well, here's some more crumbs. Be on with it. Good, God bless it. Good, good luck and God bless. And uh, maybe this is, you know, the only time, if you look at, look at our history, the only time we wake up from our sleep is from something like this. And maybe this will make us wake up from a nightmare from the Bush era. You know, uh, so I, uh, so maybe I'm kind of like, you know, and plus, plus, you know, different situation that historically different situation that happened in this country. You know, the true, the true people, the true white folks will stand up and show their color, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like with Obama got elected. Right. You know, when Obama got elected, I say, wow. Maybe this country is changing. And the mm-hmm. very next day, mm-hmm. some politician for Congress said, well, enjoy this, because he's going to have a rough time. As, well, I'm going to make sure he has a rough time as president of the United States. Right. right. That was well, said you know, on but, but, but see, you know what I would say with, I would say with that? I wouldn't, I mean, I'm, I'm going to look at it from another angle. I would not, not uh, want to see, I would not uh, want to see, what'd you say? None of his policies will get passed through this Congress. And many times, a couple of times, the government has shut down because they didn't want to balance the budget. They didn't want a couple of policies to pass, Obama right. policies to pass. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, twice, the government yeah. shut down, or a threat of a shutdown. Right. Well, they shut down once when you had uh, Ted Cruz, who, who filibustered the budget thing, you know, and it shut down, and they had sequester and all. But you, and you he's had, the alternative. You, and he's the alternative. Yeah, yeah. See, what's going to happen is that I think that uh, if Obama, I mean, if Trump gets the presidential, uh, the Republican nomination, I do think, and people are not going to admit this, you won't hear anyone saying this, but I think two things are going to happen. Either one, a lot of the Republicans will just stay home, or either they may wind up voting for Hillary Clinton if she's the, if she's the president, you know, because... Donald Trump, four years of Donald Trump and nothing but a bickering and arguing and and a, I mean you've seen how he's, you've seen how he treated other Republicans on when he was running for office. So how do you think he's going to treat the Democrats who he's going to have to deal with? So I really don't want to see. I mean, he he may be good for the black community in terms of making blacks wake up and do for themselves, but I think in the meantime it's going to be it's going to be so damaging that that whatever aid the black community will need because quite frankly the black community will need some aid you know i don't think we can go back to the 30s and 40s when we had segregation and black and the blacks were able to eke out some kind of a living within their own segregated communities i mean you know we've we we've we have too much of fabric of the country for, for to go back to those days you know but i think a lot of the things He's probably going to face the same thing that Obama faced in terms of Democrat. The, the Republicans didn't want to support Obama's agenda. You're probably going to find the Democrats may not want to support the uh, 
Trump's agenda because they want to make they want to make him a one-term president. But I think that if you get an adult in there, let's say for an example, if someone like John Kasich, for an example, if he got in there, who was a former who's a governor of Ohio, I think that he's going to be pragmatic enough and want to see some decent change that he'll probably be wanting to get both he will probably want to bring both sides together i mean that's what he's tried to do in his campaign he's tried to be the adult in a room but he couldn't get past all the lambast and everything that donald trump and some of the others were were engaged in so if and so that that's how i think it's going to take place i mean despite whatever i don't think that progress can be done when you have a whole bunch of bickering and arguing and and warring going back and forth at each other. And the other countries are looking at all this. You know, they're looking at how we're conducting our own business and everything. And if we can't do our, deal with our own business straight, then how in, hell, how in the deck how can we uh, deal with some of these other things that's going on around the world? Last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think are some of our current, serious current issues in the black community today? You say serious, what kind of issues? The conditions. Okay, I thought you said current or something like that. I would, I'd be, I'd put like this. The, one of, I would say the biggest condition I see is education. Because if you're not educated, then you, you can easily fall for anything. People can dupe you and you can do anything. I um, look at some of these, uh, I look at some of the urban areas on the East Coast where I live. I'm in uh, Virginia. I don't live in the city, but I live out in the suburbs. But in this, when you go into the cities and everything, you just kind of wonder what in the devil are these kids being educated? I mean, I'm not—I don't want to sound like I'm talking down to blacks because I'm black myself, but I don't want to sound like I'm, uh, uh, you know, uh, insulting people. You know, but when they go around with the, with—I mean, some of them just carry themselves in such an uncouth type way, and the way they talk, you know, the the the. the the foul language and everything they use and all like that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why there's such a big push on on charter schools and, and private schools because the public education has deteriorated to such a degree that it's hard to get anything to get anything done. And these teachers, they got so much administrative minutiae to deal with, you sort of wonder how in the devil can they teach. So I think education is number one. Number two, I think that Jobs, of course, is important. But if you don't have a work, if you have educated people, then how can they get the jobs? That's reason, one reason why they have so many of these. Uh, uh, some of the foreigners that come over here, they get educated, go to, get go to college, and they wind up graduating and getting uh, some of the better jobs and all. So I think that we just need to concentrate on educating our folks, and I think within the faith community too. I mean, the the faith community needs to. Uh, step up to the plate more and, and be more about faith versus uh, prosperity ministry, you know, trying to get rich and all that type of thing. You know, I think we really need to, um, I, I mean, I think that's the real problem. I mean, and uh, families, if families are not together, then you're going to continue to have problems. So we need to do more about keeping families, trying to help families to stay together versus having so many single-headed uh single female headed households and there's no and I really my heart goes out for some of these mothers trying to trying to work and trying to take care of their kids too, but we just need to figure out a way how to keep keep families intact more. I think that's the biggest I mean a lot of these things is not gonna happen with 
from outside the community. More things, okay, more things need to be done inside the community, and we can only do it ourselves. We can't depend on other folks doing it. So that's so that's my take on it. Mr. Scoggins, I want to thank you for coming on my show this morning. I really okay. appreciate it on your appreciate appreciate you for your insight and analysis, and I will be in contact with you. Okay, and thank you very much for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. You're welcome. Have okay. a good okay. week. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. All right, that's it. That's it for this. For this. That's it for this week, and um, I just want to say one thing that. Uh, I think there's no difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. And that <laughs> my my thing has always been we need to start our own party, our own agenda, and present it to the world. And with that, it's been another week. Make sure you tune in on Thursday for Supreme Power. In Black America with Monique and Dow Freeman on 11.30 a.m. I want to thank Queen Mother for Real Media for Black Urban America. See ya. Mr. Jones. Yes. That's it.